you for tuning in to another episode of The Bold Platform. My name is Adrian, and I am the creator and host of The Bold Platform. If this is your first episode of listening, thank you so much for pressing play and taking the time to listen to um, these amazing stories of these beautiful women and girls around Australia who are really um, trying to work in their community to make that community a little bit better than how they found it. And if you have listened to the other episodes, thank you for coming back and listening again. My guest today is a lady by the name of Louise Larkin and Louise runs an initiative or a business called Friend in Me. Welcome Louise. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. So tell us about Friend in Me. Yeah, so Friend in Me is my little idea that came along one day while I was driving to work. Um, So my background is in events at Crown and I was driving to work one day listening to The Fox and um, a lovely mother by the name of B called up and was talking about how her son Logan had never been invited to parties and it kind of struck a chord with me and I was thinking, oh, wow, like, what do you mean he's never been invited to a party he's six years old how has he not had that opportunity and how does how do children not invite him along so long story short Fox FM put on a big party for Logan's seventh birthday yeah the tennis center and he he was famous as he said and so as I was thinking about it um I actually had a mum's support group on Facebook called West Assured Mums um so it was basically just for new mothers and and mothers who were going on their journey of parenthood And I thought, well, with my events background, how about I put on a little community event? You know, we'll invite a few children, we'll get a jumping castle and we'll have a little party for these kids that may not have been to a party before. So I scrambled a few girls together to kind of put this on and we we did it within six weeks. And through the doors that day, we had about 350 people. Wow. (laughs) So I was thinking, okay, um, well, that's my little idea. Maybe I should... (laughs) maybe I should do this again. It was literally just in the community hall in Ascot Vale where I was living at the time. Um, And we got a really good response. And for something that we kind of put together in six weeks, I said to the girls, well, let's work on the next one um, for 2018. So this was back in 2017. Let's work on the next one for 2018. So we did it again last year and we doubled it. We had close to 700 people come through the door. That is phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, so it was a bigger venue and and then I, I real then I was going on maternity leave and I had a little bit more time to put some effort into it. Um, so friend in me has been born since then and is really, really going to heights now. And I've kind of done big things for events for this year and working on other ideas that I can kind of do um, with our campaign. And we've, um, we kind of, my campaign and I guess my hashtag, as I would say in this, in this term is no child left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we call them social inclusion events and workshops, um, teaching children kindness, how to be kind, how to be friends, um, how to go up to that little boy or girl in the playground if they're sitting on their own. Um, and make sure they're not left behind and can teach them to include each other in the playground and in kids' areas. What a beautiful concept. And I think it's such an important um, life skill for six-year-olds or 26-year-olds or 66-year-olds. It's a real skill and I guess to have that confidence to make new friends and I think the more we rely on social media and we're behind screens more and and that's happening at a younger and younger age all the time it's 
some of those skills around how to start a conversation and how to put yourself out there and ask if someone you know wants to play or you know for but people that are a bit older go and have a coffee or a drink or go for a, a walk or something like that it is such a um it is such a skill I know that sounds silly but it is such a skill to make friends it's such a beautiful mm. concept to be able to teach these little ones at, at such a young age um mm you know, how to form those human connections as opposed to social connections. And that's exactly right. And you hit the nail on the head. I think it's a real big confidence thing. You know, it's not always, um, you know, someone who like a child that may be on the spectrum or has a disability or or what it may be. Sometimes it's just a a little boy or girl that just doesn't have the confidence and is just a really shy person and can't go up to children. So it's, it is, you're right. It's a life skill. And, you know, if we can carry that on through their teenage years and their adult years, then we feel like we've done something right. Absolutely. At a young age. You mentioned there about children that may be on the spectrum or um, is that an area that you focus in or do you find that just by default it appeals to parents that may have children that um, that are on the spectrum that, that these sorts of events really are appealing to them? Mm-hmm. So when we did our first little event before we were actually a, a charity as such, um, we kind of put on the event to raise some money for a charity. So for the first two years, we donated some money to Ronald McDonald House. Um, so the funds we made kind of on the door and with raffles, we donated a portion or we donated it all to Ronald McDonald House. And then this year, um, we again wanted to align ourselves with someone. So we've aligned ourselves with an autistic association um, this year. So events that we'll be doing are in line with them. So that's kind of how I started learning a lot more about children on the spectrum. And I've had lots and lots of families reaching out to me um, saying, hi, Louise, what you're doing is really amazing. I have a child who has autism. I have a child who is Asperger's. Um, Mm -hmm. And they tell me their story about how because they're on the spectrum or because they have this for some reason, which, you know, is kind of like what I want to get to the bottom of eventually, they're not getting invited to parties and they are feeling left out for whatever reason because they are unique and they are special in their own way. Um, And so I guess that's what I'm finding is a lot of children do have these disorders that aren't getting invited and that's why we are welcoming everybody to our events and I guess we, we don't want to sort of say it is for kids who are autistic or it is for it is for everybody. This yeah. event is for any child from any walks of life, any age. You know, we kind of aim our events at primary school age children because we feel like that's when they kind of get their life skills really going and yes. they're preparing them for high school. So our events are aimed at primary school age children, but I've had teenagers reach out to me saying, you know, can I come along to your events? Absolutely. Um, we welcome everybody and we also welcome kids who are super confident and have lots of friends and have been to events and parties because we treat them as mentors and we treat them as the ones that go up to the little shy one in the corner and have a bit of a dance with them or ask them if they want to come and play a game with them. Amazing. Okay, so the real criteria is just pretty much as long as you're a child, you can come along. That's the criteria. Yeah, parties are for everyone. I've, I loved to party when I was younger, definitely mm. loved to party going into my older years. So mm. 
you know, then I, I carried on doing events. So I, I love that kind of atmosphere and I just love nothing more than people getting together within the community and just sharing laughs and, and you know, dancing with one another. And at past events I've seen some really beautiful things happen, like, you know, we'll have someone on the stage with music and then I just remember so distinctly these two little girls, they didn't know each other at all. They dressed up in their princess costumes and one of them just came and grabbed the other girl's hands and then they were just dancing together for about 20 minutes on the dance floor. You know, and it's really beautiful to watch kids be able to do that because as adults, I'm not going to go and grab a stranger's hand and dance with them on the dance floor. But kids are just so innocent. And, you know, it was a really beautiful moment that was captured. So I feel like let's just carry that on outside of these Friend in Me events. Let's carry it on in the playground. Let's carry it on at the cafe or the play centre and just educate our children as much as we can to be kind. Yeah, it's it's such an amazing thing that you've created. I can only imagine for those parents, I'm not a, a parent myself, but I can only begin to imagine that for those parents to see those two girls dancing together or the, the little one in the corner that one of the, the more confident kids comes and, and, and takes under their wing and shows them around or introduces them for those parents who have probably watched their kids go through, you know, maybe some bullying or just knowing that they're a little bit isolated or they're a little bit lonely and they can't be there at school or at playgroup with them every day to see those moments, just the joy Mm. that that must bring to the parents. They must just be so grateful to you for creating such a safe and kind space for those children to have that connection with other, with other children of in their age. Yeah. And that's exactly right. And it's the parents that are reaching out that their hearts are breaking. You know, when, when little Logan's mum called the radio station, she was actually crying because for her, she, and I remember, cause I've actually since met her and since met Logan and he's at like our little ambassador now. <laughs> um, he's adorable. And, you know, she was crying on the radio station because she said, you know, it's my son that is not getting invited. That is, it's my son that's every child is getting an invitation and for some reason there's not one in his bag and he's not able to have the excitement of getting an invitation or the excitement of going to a party and bringing a present and having a little bit of fairy bread, you know, it's, and as a parent that breaks your heart. You know, if that was one of my girls, um, you know, I, I would just be heartbroken. I want them to be it, It's kind of a fine line as well. I, I want to be able to teach my girls resilience as well. Mm. You don't want to, for them to think that they can go to every single party or I also don't need them to be friends with everybody. You know, you don't have to have all these friends. But what I will teach them is you need to be kind to everybody. Yeah. And you're 100% right. We're all not going to be for everybody. We're not going to cross paths. Every person we cross paths with in the span of our life, we're not going to have an instant best friend connection. We might meet people that they're just not our person and we need to know that that's okay. And, And whilst you might really like to establish a friendship or a relationship with someone, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are, that person might not always be wanting to reciprocate that and we need to build resilience and to know that. But I think it's, you know, we talked about the confidence but also being open and kind and letting people in that you might otherwise have shied away from because maybe you don't understand them, they're a little bit different from you, they look a little bit different, they, you know, speak differently, they carry themselves differently and not just to make those assumptions on a surface level but to actually be open to whoever walks into your life at any age. 
Absolutely. And that's exactly right. And that's why with our events, we do welcome anybody. You know, we have people from all walks of life, even our ambassadors, you know, um, one of our ambassadors is Muslim. So she's really powerful for us too, because she's, you know, she's creating that, you know, we are welcome and, you know, she's doing her thing in that area. And then one of our ambassadors has three autistic children. So she's got her hands full. So, you know, we're just, the, the idea is at the end of the day that no child is left behind that is it no matter what walk of life they are from um, amazing and as you said looks wise or whatever it may be cultural yeah it's all walks of life mm, it's a really important message and it's one that we have to be reminded of constantly I think again no matter what age um you mentioned when we first started about kind of rallying some girlfriends around to put on this first event what does friend in me look like from a organization if people are listening that are kind of thinking god you know my community really loves that but I don't have a background in events like how do you you know how do you start to work out how you even begin, um, you've obviously, you know, rallied some girlfriends around. How did that all sort of come to be and what does the organisation look like now in terms of the team? Yeah, so initially um, it was just two beautiful mums um, from the gym that I reached out to from my gym at that time and I said, I have an idea, I'm going to put on a party. Yes, okay. <laughs> so off we went, you know, texting each other at all hours of the morning. I mean, I was very grateful that I had the events background so I kind of already had a few connections and I had a, had an idea of obviously how to run an event. Um, last year it was still it was still those two girls, so it was still just three of us last year just kind of scrambling this event together as well as being a mum. Um, you know, so we were doing that. But this year, um, we've really taken it to new heights this year, which is very, very exciting um, as to seeing where it's going. So now we actually have an official board of seven of us. Um, We are registered now as a non-for-profit. You know, we have the whole ABN thing now going on and we've, you know, we have bank accounts and I've done it all, you know, um, I don't want to use the word legitimate because the last two years were legitimate. The last two years were just a small community event, you know, this year. moving forward with all our events, they'll be, um, you know, taking things to the board. So we have seven on the board. Um, There is one male on the board. Um, He does all our um, finances. Mm -hmm. And the rest of us are all mums. We all have very busy schedules. Um, We range from kind of, you know, I'm an associate director of sales when I'm not on a maternity leave, right through to paediatricians, right through to, you know, home businesses so we all live very 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 busy lives um but these beautiful people just make so much time to you know answer my questions and reach out to their networks any anyone who wants to start something you really need a big network behind you um I'm very grateful that some of us have have very extensive networks that we can kind of reach out to. Yes. Um, but anybody who wants to start something like this, really reach out to your networks, both corporate and kind of personal. Um, that's where my next step is with this is reaching out. Um, so I have my board, but I, I would really love an advisory board with people, you know, high-level people that have done this before possibly or, you know, very big up in the corporate world that can advise me how to take this to the next level. Um, I mean, I'm a bit in like the, <laughs> I'm emotional, right? So I'm all in the emotions. I'm in, oh, come on, let's get that child. Let's go give them a big cuddle and, you know, make sure they're not left behind. And then 
I have my husband who's kind of going to be on my advisory board who's a businessman. <laughs> He's like, that's great, Lou, have the emotion, but where are we going with this? <laughs> do you know what I mean? And try and treat, treat it more like a business. So I just say, you do that. You do the computer stuff and you do all the, the business stuff. I'll just be nice to the people. <laughs> well, you know what? Everyone's got their, you know, lane or area of expertise and yeah. if we try to stretch ourselves into other areas, then, you know, we're not probably doing that that lane justice and other people that is their area of expertise and it's a really good point. I was chatting with another guest the other day about knowing when to ask for help and I think mm. as humans and specifically as women, I think we struggle with that. And I can only imagine mums are a whole other level in terms of thinking like I've got to keep all these plates spinning. I've got to be seen to be doing it all. Everyone else on Facebook looks like they've all got their SHIT together. So, you know, I need to yeah. as well. But I think there's a real um, power in being able to go, you know what, this is something I need to outsource. This is something I need to get help from. And you obviously did that from the very start by asking the girls from the gym and you're obviously continuing to do that, which I think is um, is really important because, you know, you're no good to anybody if you try to take it all on. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And I guess this is a skill that I've learned from, you know, my corporate days at Crown is um, you need to delegate. You you can't go in like I way back in the day when I first started at Crown, I was in bars and restaurants. Now I can't go and run a whole bar and restaurant on my own. You need to delegate. You need to delegate to your team for you to be successful and more importantly for the team to be successful. Yes. Um, so I learned very quickly that that's how I have to do things. But, you know, also as you said, as a mum, you do feel like you have to juggle everything. And But I've learned very quickly um, you know, I'm always wanting to keep busy. Everybody says to me at the moment because I've got my Giselle who's three and I've got a little Florence who's three months. So I've been doing all of this with a newborn in tow and um, and Giselle, and, you know, being a wife and keeping the house going and all that kind of thing. And everyone's saying to me, how are you doing this? You know, and believe me, sometimes I question how, how I'm doing this. <laughs> um, but I guess the biggest answer is because I'm super passionate about this. You yeah. know, when you've got passion behind something, you will work all hours of the night and you will work to make it work. And, you know, I'm so passionate about making a change for these children moving forward and making sure that my girls, when they grow up, that, you know, they're not the one that's sitting in the corner with no confidence to go over and play with someone. Um, so I will work around the clock. But at the same time, I need to be kind to myself and I need to go and get a massage once in a while and say, can you help me and can you please take the girls for an hour while I just go and have some time out? Because you, you're right, you said it before, you're not good to anyone if you burn yourself out. No. You mentioned um, before about the registered, um, the registration of the business and the ABN. Does that now put you in a better position to um, uh, apply for funding, get corporate sponsorship so that you can continue to do, uh, you know, more and more and continue to grow friend in me? Well, does that put you in a better position now? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, a lot of the grants that we apply for, I mean, and we haven't kind of gone to that proper level as we should yet, but now one of my board members is is officially our grants officer. Um, so the lovely Brooke will be, you know, applying for all the grants. And that is one question they ask you, are you registered? What is your ABN? So had we not had that, we wouldn't get very far. We might get some little community grants like sure you know, from the local council. But when we're talking big corporate grants, we're not going to get anywhere close. So definitely 
the fact that I've taken that to the next level, yep. the fact that I'm talking to lawyers and accountants and making sure that I'm dotting all my I's and crossing all my T's and making sure that, you know, everything is done right, um, you know, we will definitely this year and moving forward to 2020 and, and beyond, we'll be able to um, really get things going. Mm. And hopefully it just grows and grows and grows. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned some of those really beautiful moments, you know, out on the dance floor or in the little quiet corners of the events. What have been, I guess, some of the challenges or some of the hurdles that you yourself or you and the broader team have faced over the past um, two, two to three years? Look, I guess with the first couple, they they came pretty easily because they were they were a smaller scale as such, and we kind of just locked in a few things and and off we went. I guess a bit of a hurdle. I wouldn't say it's so much a challenge for me personally, but as I said, I've ha- I've I had Florence back in November, so she's just going on to four months old. So I guess a hurdle is that I'm I'm bringing up a newborn, and she was a little bit of a she had reflux as a newborn in the early stages. So I, I wasn't sleeping, you know, she was feeding on me on the hour, every hour. So I guess for me, I was exhausted and I was having a little bit of a tough time. You know, I, I thought I had my, as you said, SHIT together because I'd done this before. I had Giselle who was very chilled out and I've, I've been a mum and I've run a mum support group and, you know, I've got all my ducks lined up and off I go and be a mum of two. And then Florence threw a huge curveball right in the middle as we were organising our major event for this year. Mm. Um, so I guess, you know, that's kind of been a bit of a hurdle that, you know, I've got her in tow with me or two kids in tow, but I just get it done. I just get it done and off I go. And uh, as far as another kind of hurdle is I'm really, really bad at computer stuff. <laughs> so well, you did very well today to connect to oh, our God, online how recording. Proud, how proud you must be of me because <laughs> I have computers. I, I really do. I, I'm not good with that side of thing. And I guess, and Cam, my husband, will, will kind of justify this that, business plans and things like that I don't get excitement out of it I just I want Mm. someone else to do it for me I know it needs to be done and I know it's very important but I don't get excited so I I guess a challenge for me moving forward is going to be really putting that in place and I mean I do it in my corporate world and I just kind of blah blah sand off I go get that done but there's I feel like there's so much more I want to do because I'm kind of the face behind friend in me so I want to be out with the people but I know that I need to kind of get a bit more business-minded and Cam's got a template on my desktop at the moment. He says, yeah, I have to do it, so I better listen to him and off I go. Well, now that he's on the advisory committee, you better do what he says. I know. He's keeping me up to date. Like he's all about Twitter this week. This week he's all about Twitter. I'm like, I don't know Twitter very well. Why are you making me do Twitter? You have to do Twitter. I'm like, well, you do it for me then. Yeah. And you know what? If your audience isn't hanging out on Twitter then and they're on Facebook and Instagram, then that's where you should be. <laughs> I'm explaining to him. I'm, I said to him, I don't really, you know, the mums don't really tweet, babe, you know. <laughs> you know, I am getting a little bit of traction. Mums that tweet. Mums that tweet. And there is a kind of a lot of mums clubby things, bloggers on there. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, he's, he's down my throat about Twitter and business plan this week, so better listen to Mr Advisory himself. Mr Advisory Board. <laughs> That um, I'm not sure if, if you're even able to answer this right now, but I'm just thinking if people are listening that think, you know, this would be awesome for my 
community, would you now or in the future feel like you would be open to not a franchise, but I guess different people running friend in me in other regions or states, you know, throughout throughout the the country. Are you looking to keep it more Victoria focused? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm I, I have a very big dream that there is like a day, friend in me day once a year or weekend. Oh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> and it's such a it would be logistically huge. But that is my dream to make that there's a friend in me day or weekend and that anybody in their communities, wherever it may be in Australia for now, if it went worldwide, well, that is just an even bigger dream that I will just chase. But I would love to start in Australia that there would be a friend in me day that, you know, people just register and they create an event or whatever it might be and, you know, maybe I could be like the consultant to different people along the way and give them ideas and tips and tricks you know, from my background. I love this idea. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I really, really would love to go with this. Um, where I would start, that's probably the business plan thing. That's probably one of those, one of those things. That, Cam, Cam's on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I would love to have a, a, a nationwide day that, that everybody does something to raise money for these children and it might be just a morning tea with the mother's group in the local community, or it could be an event manager in Perth that can get 5,000 people through the door and they have this event. You know, yes. no event would be too big or too small, but we celebrate it on that weekend um, and then we campaign for all these children and, and try and grow it. So that is my ultimate dream is of where I would love to go. And if I keep working hard I truly believe that I can get somewhere because I am so passionate and I am very good at working at 3am in the morning when I'm feeding Florence so (laughs) multitasking at its best I I truly believe that that is um a really really great idea and it is totally possible and it's just about finding those people in the pockets of Australia that think yes my community needs that and then obviously if you've got the brand and all the infrastructure behind the business to make that really easy for these people to be like okay so here's what we do here's some templates for invitations here's you know a website where you can list your event and you've got all of that so for people that you know don't have event management backgrounds or you know aren't great at technology or social media or whatever it has but see a need and have connections or um you know the means to get it started you create a beautiful network of friend in me you know ambassadors throughout the country exactly right exactly and even when I think about that I get excited Yes, yeah, yeah, me I too. Do, you know, I just want to spread it far and wide. And and each person that comes to me, whether it be via a media or a newspaper or someone for the likes of yourself that comes through, I just feel so grateful. I feel so grateful that people want to hear my story and people want to kind of, they're excited. And I, I love when people message me and say, what you are doing is amazing. Not because of me, just the idea that, you know, what you're doing is really my little girl this or my little boy that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or even from past events, oh, we had the best time. And, you know, I just, I just thrive off that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's making a difference. Like, you know, you look back at, you know, your own childhood and think about the fun of, like you mentioned earlier, birthday parties and picking an outfit and going shopping with someone to go and get a gift and the lolly bag and the, you know, all that anticipation. It doesn't get any different when you're older. You still get excited for those parties, but that's a huge part of someone's childhood well especially in this country of our childhoods is the birthday party and the invites and popping it up on the fridge and you know or if, I don't know if they still do printed invitations these days I guess sometimes they do but all those type of things and it's just so beautiful to have that opportunity to continue to spread that and so that you know Giselle and Florence and all the the little kids that you'll come in contact with over the years will will have all those beautiful memories as well as opposed to those thinking back of their childhood and went yeah, you know what? I was really lonely, and, and I got I got left out, and I never got invited. Um, not only the children, but the parents seeing that joy, as we mentioned before. Yeah. If people are looking to support Friend in Me, um, if they're in Melbourne or if they're in Victoria and they'd like to be included, or they you know they may be interested in in setting up something in their local community or seeing how they can help you, or even businesses that are listening that think look, we're looking to support something this year and this sounds great what's the best way for people to get in contact with you and the team yeah absolutely so um because it kind of started as a facebook platform you know we're very very active on facebook and it is just right. friend in me um on facebook or you know email um which is hello at friendinme.org.au um and they're probably the best ways i mean i'm and another thing, Cam will warrant, is that I'm attached to my phone constantly, so I'm very, very good at getting back to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, definitely through Facebook or through email okay. on the website, www.friendinme.org.au. All my contact details are on there as well. So feel free to talk to me at any time. Um, you know, and support may not be this year. It may be something that's further down the track um, you know, whatever it may be. And sometimes it's just helping us get the word out. You know, it doesn't always have to, sometimes people think sponsorship has to be monetary value and it has yeah. to be this kind of money figure. Well, it doesn't, you know, this, like what we're doing right now is extremely powerful. Um, so it doesn't have to be money. It can just be something to help us get the word out. Absolutely. And we'll put all those details of your social media handles, your website and your email in the show notes so that people can click straight through um, and and get in touch with whatever platform they use. Maybe they're on Twitter. You never know. Well, yes, yes. Don't you worry about that point. I will have all of it up to date with my tweeting. I'm getting good at the tweets now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm Please. not a fan of tweeting. Though. No, it's, uh, it's a bit of a funny, funny platform. There's definitely a space for it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Louise, thank you so much for um, chatting with me today. I know you've got little baby Florence by your side and she's been very, very good and and um, and, and let you chat uh, on the line with me. As Louise mentioned, um, if you'd like to support them in whatever the way support looks like for you and what you're able to do at this time, please do get in contact with her and the team through all the details in our show notes. Um, we'll, pop, we'll pop all those details in there. Thank you again for listening to another episode of The Bold Platform. Um, please share this episode if you know anyone that may be interested in this story. It's really important, I think, to um, share stories like this. I, one of the main reasons we started The Bold Platform was to give people just a little bit of a relief each week or each fortnight from the news cycle, which I find to be quite um, 
uh, to be honest, it's quite anxiety um, triggering for me um, in terms of there's just a lot of bad stuff on the news and on the newspapers and, and that's not to, um, you know, take away from the great stories or to criticise the media industry at all, but I personally find that it can be a bit much sometimes. So um, please feel free to share this podcast episode or any of the other episodes with anyone that you think might lack a little bit of a relief from the uh, some of the negative news that we can get caught up in it really helps just to give people a relief and of course to share the beautiful stories like Louise and friend in me and the beautiful initiative that they are running Louise I wish you all the very best I can't wait to be celebrating friend in me day in the coming years um, if there's anything that we can do to support um, friend in me ongoing please do let us know and thank you so much for being on the bold platform thank you so much for your time thank you mm-hmm.